Amen. Amen. Papi had started preaching already. Amen. Amen. Uh, because as, as I was talking, I was I was on a I was already on the weight of glory, and I I was already being blessed. But beyond being blessed, I was already seeing what he was saying, and. Uh, It's not uh, it's not fluke when you when you hear uh, a frequent speaker and you are always renewed in your heart. Um, I'm sure Papias mentioned over and over the first time he spoke over us, and uh, for. For every time he speaks, there's a new fire. And to be very honest with you, I'm a testimony of the words spoken. And I'm not so privileged to actually even have many people. Uh, if you know me, like there was a period in my life I was, uh, I literally saw people have plenty of people. You know, and I was asking myself, uh, uh, you know, who is going to be my own uh, and I mean, God just told me that. I mean, you have you have one already, and I was actually going to even have a conversation with uh, uh, Papi then. And I've also learned from you can ask him a question and he will not give you a response. My Facebook message, my Facebook question is still in Facebook that has not gotten a response. That question is like uh, I think the last time I checked Facebook, maybe two years ago. The question itself is like uh, maybe nine years ago. <laughs> Because he didn't have an answer. And so, if you have also been in my shoe, please bear bear with yourself. (laughs) Amen. Amen. And so, I really want to thank Papi for this privilege. I thank you very much. Thank you for being a father to me. I, I, I know I pray for myself and for your many children that we will not fail you. We would, um, you know, will be the fruit that you are always proud of. Amen. And uh, even when you appear before the Father, uh, we'll be your company. Amen. 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 You know, Papi will be very old, and you know, I'm imagining the beards in white and. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> amen. And so we're going to enjoy every portion of God in his life, even his physical portion. Amen. I know me, I don't have prosper for beer, but I think uh, we, are, we are really grateful for, for him in our lives. And I know you can also say the same thing. Hallelujah. Let's, let's quickly say a short word of prayer. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for your mercies. They are new every morning. They are even evident in our lives. They are evident when we see one another. They are the prospect of your presence with us. They reveal to us your kindness. They reveal to us how much you are with us than any other thing. You are closer than we think. You are the friend that sticks even with us when everyone is gone. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this time of fellowship with one another and with you. We are so grateful for the grace to be together. We do not despise our togetherness. Uh, It's effective and it does a lot of miracle in our hearts. You know, for everyone that I've even come here with, one issue or the other in the heart, it is a confirmation that there's a solution. Thank you for this gathering. Thank you for the few words that you would help me to say. But most importantly, thank you that you are here to bless your people. You are here to speak your word to your people. I give you all the praise, Lord. I pray, Father, that as I speak, let the Holy Spirit speak. Let the Holy Spirit speak in the hearts of every man. 
And those that are watching us online, let the hand of the Lord be mighty upon every soul. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name have we prayed. Amen. 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 Glory be to God. Sorry, please. Uh, God is good, right? Um, I have a very short uh, charge for, for us today, and, and I, I, I'll be very quick as well. And um, what I'll be talking about today is order and structure, uh, tools of preservation, order and structure, tools of preservation or experiencing preservation. Order, O-R-D-E-R, and... Uh, Structure, tools of preservation, or tools for experiencing preservation. Now, the topic in itself is the message. Do you get? And every other thing, you know, I'm just saying to you that the message is to be preserved, to experience preservation, you need order and structure. Amen. 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 You know, whether you are in a revival, whether you are in a local assembly, you know, in your God-given purpose or purposes, you know, for those that have many, and your God-given assignments, you know, in matters that relate to your destiny, you know, in order for you to be preserved, you need order and structure. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So l- let me just quickly say this. Before we go into the scripture, the anchor scripture for today. You know, whenever God is doing a thing in our midst, you know, when God is rotting signs and wonders, when God gives you a gift, you know, when you experience the divine, even when you come to the church and the hand of God is mighty upon you, many a times the concern is how long will this last? You know, what's the tenure? Of this engagement, you know. You know, some of you might even think God is whining you, like, God, stop whining me. And uh, you, you're actually true because you've actually had instances where they were momentary. Like, you came into the presence of God, or God intervened into a situation, and there was or there is another need for intervention. Uh, you, you know, you prayed to God for a matter, you know, God answered that matter. And after a while, you found yourself in the same, maybe not the same prayer point, but you found yourself in the same area again. You know, maybe it could be finances. You know, God provide for my school fees, but you came back again to say, God provide for, for this. You came back again to say, God provide. And at times, you're asking yourself, prosperity in itself is not evident because you are having to always, you know, see that there's a need to ask for him to provide. Now, don't get me wrong. We would always ask for us to receive. Amen. Amen. The day you stop asking is the day you stop receiving. But the heritage, heritage of God is meant to be with us. Meaning what God gives to you is meant to be with you. Particularly the essence of God. You know when God described his experience with the children of Israel, to Moses said, they saw my works and my, and my hand, but he wants Moses to actually know his way. Now, that's the essence of God. Now, David will not be less prosperous than the children of Israel that were seeing the works or the hands and the miraculous works of, Jesus, of God. Amen. Amen. And so, this question lingers. Like, I would be sincere with you. At times, I also think that, okay, we've had this experience or I am having this experience or I've been in this revival or I am being a part of a revival. And I'm asking myself, what is the tenure of this? What is the level to which this thing is meant to take me in my journey with God? Now, at times, whenever we are in a season, we also ask this question. How long will this last? How long will this experience last? Maybe, for example, maybe you just get into a season where people are just giving you cash. You know, like they're just giving you physical cash. 
you know, as we are giving the physical cash, as human, the next question you are asking yourself is, how long, how long will this last? Now, many of us don't mind if they keep giving us, you know, particularly if you've been on scholarship before. You don't mind. But the day you know your scholarship would end, you feel one type of sorrow. You just wish they could just be giving you bursary, you know. How many of you got Lagos bursary? Oh, you got Lagos, you know. But I'm sure you, you felt bad the day you were graduating because they wouldn't give you Lagos bursary again. And so whenever we are receiving or we are being blessed with a thing, the human nature in us tends to ask questions around around the, 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 the period to which that thing will be available. And so when God brings healing to you, the question is, how long will I stay healed? When God brings provision to you, you're immediately asking yourself, when I have the second child, well, you know, that's the question that goes through our minds. And one thing that I want us to realize today that God is the God that preserves. Meaning when God does a thing, he intends that it stays. Yes. See, in, in the heart of God, there has never been a thing that he did that he wished that the thing should leave before he completes his assignment. But we've actually seen things God do amongst us that was truncated. You know, many a times we've, we've told ourselves, Maybe it's just the will of God. No, no, no. If you look critically, everything that God has done is meant to live through the essence of the timeline that God has put to us. For, for example, just look at revivals. That's, that's a, really, a small example. Just look at revivals. You know, if you're very conversant with church history, there have been many revivals. Do you get? But in the heart of God, God intends that every revival stayed. You know, God will not say, let me just give the Azusa guys a for this, this revival and uh, the revival hence. The, if you look critically at the process of when the revival came, when the people experienced the revival, and when they lost the revival, many things could happen, but two major things that will be missing is order and structure. So when God builds a thing, and we'll go to that place uh, in Exodus, I think, or Leviticus. I think Leviticus did a lot of explanation. When God was to come down amidst men, he told Moses, uh, build something for me, right? So that I can dwell in it, an ark, right? And God's intention was that it was, he has seen a place to dwell. Hallelujah. Amen. And so, let me, I think I, I jumped a bit. So let me come back. And I want us to just stay with that thought that whenever God does a thing with us, there is always a question with us. Actually, it's not with God. There is a question of, I'm saved now. How long will I remain saved? Will the wows of the enemy or the, the pervasiveness of my generation, will it sweep me away? We, we've actually seen, I've actually seen someone ask me that, you know, Laulu, how will I be able to stick through? Like, because he just got born again. And the next question in his heart is, like, how will I survive? How will I survive this? So it's a question for the young in Christ and for the old in Christ as well. Amen. Amen. And so God is not the author of confusion. Like God will not do a thing and in the midst of it, he confuses himself. God says, I will be with you from generation to generation till eternity. But you will see in the Chronicles, you will find out that God left them. Now it's not because God decided to confuse the plan is that the things that could preserve his essence amidst them left. Now, like I said, order and structure. Now, what God gave to Moses was structure. The details were the order. The priest will do this, this. The structure was build an ark for me in this order, in this manner that I have shown to you. 
and he built a structure for God. And God came to dwell in the ark, right? Now, the, uh, the, the, the order is how the Levi were struck, were cre he created a, a Levi uh, 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 system. It says, these ones are the ones that would offer sacrifices to, the, to God, right? Uh, the, house of Mo uh, the house of Aaron was also set up to be the, 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 the family that offers what sacrifices to God. No, so we had a lot of orderliness in the Bible that preserved the presence of God amidst the children of Israel. Amen. Amen. So God is not the God of confusion. Now, every time you've lost a thing that is godly, it is not God that decided to terminate that engagement. Every time you've lost a type of presence, if you look within, uh, you are the soul, uh, you, are the, you are the one that made it possible. Amen. 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 And so let's, let's read from 1 Samuel, and we'll see, 1 Samuel 4, we'll see an experience that had been with the children of Israel for over 400 years live suddenly in one day. Now that's amazing. Something that has been with you for four, over 400 years is a serious experience. It's most likely an heritage. Do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? But in one instance, in a decision that was backed by a lot of orderliness, they just lost. They just lost it. So let's read from, we'll read 11 verses. It says, and the word of Samuel came to Israel. Now Israel went out against the Philistines to battle. So this was one of those battles. You get that the children of the Lord uh, went into. And they pitched their tent beside Ebenezer and the Philistines in Aphek. Please go ahead. And the Philistines put themselves in array against Israel. And when they joined battle, Israel was smitten or smiting before the Philistines. Meaning they, they dealt with them. Like one jegba. That's what smitten is. Smitten is not... 1-0. Smitten is 6-2. Don't let me cause chaos. And when they joined battle, Israel was smitten before the Philistines. And they slew. Now, this is an indictment on the army of the Lord. They slew off the army in the field about 4,000 men. Now, you see that this was even play play. They had not even started dealing with Israel. And when the people were coming to the camp, then the elders came and said, wherefore at the Lord, now they even indicted God also. So they said God has also taken sides with their enemy. And he said, wherefore at the Lord smiting us today before the Philistines, let us fetch the ark of covenant of the Lord. Out of Shiloh. Now, the, the ark had always been in Shiloh. So, Eli is, you know, Eli now, the, the, the priest, he was in Shiloh. And so, they, the, the elders, you know, you know, whenever you're elders, elders should have sense. They said, go and fetch the ark of covenant from Shiloh, that when it cometh amongst us, it may save us out of the hand of the enemies. Now, if this was a theme, you that are watching the film, like, eh, all of the man of Philistines lane. Then you know the tempo of the music too will be going. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> he says, So the people sent to, to Shiloh that they might bring the, the things. It's like they are trying to call their Alagbara. Go and call. Go and bring. It's like these guys are saying, They keep 4,000. They will see what God can do. He now said that they may bring there the ark of covenant. Of the Lord of hosts who dwells between, see the Oriki, this is like, you know, when you are giving prestige to what is coming. To be very, the first time I read this scripture, I was already, uh, Philistines have entered it. Who dwells between the cherubim and the two sons of Eli. Now, we know the story of these two guys. These are the bad guys. Ophni and Phineas, you know. 
Perhaps maybe they had even done something before they came. They called on, on them for this assignment. They were there with the Ark of the Covenant. So they were in Shiloh. While the guys battling went to battle. Let's go. And when the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord came into the camp, all Israel shouted so loudly that the earth shook. I believe every one of us that also came here also shouted. Like, wow, glory to God. Now, when the Philistines heard the noise of the shout, they said, what does the sound of this great shout in the camp of the Hebrews mean? Then they understood that the hack of the Lord had come into their camp. So the Philistines were afraid. Good, right? For they said, God has come into the camp. Now, this is the same experience they had in Jericho that they decided to mount their walls because they had heard about the children of Israel. They have a unique strategy of warfare. If they deploy something strange, you know the experience of Jericho was strange. If they deploy something strange, victory has come. So, I mean, this was also a, a, almost a pattern. And they said, and they said, what to us? You know, like, it's, it's going as planned. And they said, what to us? For such a thing has never happened before. So this was a new strategy. Let's go on. Woe to us. Who will deliver us from the hands of these mighty gods? These are the gods who struck the Egyptians. So they, they knew what this thing can do. With all the plagues in the wilderness. Be strong. You know, if I was a Philistine uh, army guy, I would be wishing I was on the other side now. Because even it's the Philistines that were given the, the, you know, all these accolades. Be strong and conduct yourself like men. That means probably some people were crying. <laughs> Why did you kill Father? You Philistines, that you do not become servants of the Hebrews as they have been to you. Conduct yourself like men and fight. Now, we should see the person that was actually speaking to them. He's a bold Philistine. So the Philistines fought and Israel was defeated again. And every man, now that every man is every Israeli, fled to his tent. There was a very great slaughter. Now, when they put very great slaughter, they didn't put number. You know the first one, is said 4,000. We can count them. This one is probably in millions, probably. And they fell, okay, now, and I said, they fell from 4,000 to 30,000 foot soldiers. Now, I don't know, maybe they had other type of soldiers. Also, <laughs> the Alagbaratu was captured. <laughs> also, the Ark of God was captured. Now, you might not understand this. If they always give you amulet to go to war, the day that amulet failed, it's not that the amulet failed. It's that how would the amulet not do as it used to do? You, you will be filled with a lot of surprises. You will even die surprised. Like, wow, the amulet. Like, they are killing you, but like, the amulet. The amulet. How did it feel? Now, this was a serious indictment on the children of Israel. Not on God, definitely. And the two sons of Eli, Ophni and Phineas, died. Amen. Let's, let's Actually, you can go back home and read the whole, actually, the whole chapter because Eli also died here because of the shock of the ark. I was like, this is a bad father. Not the shock that his children even died. Because, because Israel had lost the transfer of the priesthood. I mean, he's supposed to move from Eli to the sons. And God had already cursed the sons. And so here, Eli heard about the gist that they had killed the sons and they had captured the hack. The Bible says he died. He fell down because he was old and he died because of that news that the ark was, was missing. Now, friends, this is a serious experience that had been with the children of Israel for over 400 years. Starting from Moses that built this instrument of God's intervention to the time when they lost it. The, you know, some of us remember some of the stories around the ark, you know, when David came, 
said he wanted to retrieve the ark. Uzzah died. So the ark itself represented a big deal in Israel. It was the intervention of God in Israel. It was God saying, I am in your midst. Wherever the ark is, God is there. You know, that, was what, that was what God told Moses. And so this was a serious experience. And I believe every intervention of God creates this type of moment as well. You know, it comes amidst us. God requests that we create a structure. You know, that's one of our heritages here. That we are building a house. That the glory of the Lord will come and dwell in. And as much as that promise is beautiful, it needed a structure, right? Now, if that word, as true as it is, if we don't have the structure, God is not the God of confusion. He intended what he had said. We wouldn't experience that blessing. You know, maybe Abi just says, let's just do it anyhow. At least God has said it. Will he not do it? No. It wouldn't stay. It wouldn't stay. Now, you might probably be asking, so what did the children of God miss? It was the order. Yes, the, 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 the transfer from Eli to the next person wasn't possible until God had raised Samuel. So that, that the priesthood was, was on one side. And Samuel was acting in the prophetic, right? He was a prophet. And so when God also comes and meets us, it requires that we have the structure or the right structure to preserve his interventions amidst us. Now, let me give you a very simple instance. Whenever God gives you a breakthrough in your finances, if you don't have structure, you will become a pauper. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. See, regardless of how much, regardless of, I mean, people that do lottery, they are a good example of you can have as much money and you can become poor the next day. You know, you can also even look at footballers. Any footballer that never creates like a structure, you know, you know, it does not have people advising him immediately that guy, this money you are making now, you can't make it again when you're 72. You can't be scoring like this again. Create this uh, SPV for you to move money, you know, keep money here, keep money here, invest in this, invest in that. The reason why they are doing that is they are creating tools for preservation. And if you keep experiencing God in a momentary way, you wouldn't have anything called inheritance. Let me move on. I think I've also jumped ahead of myself again. But like I said, God is not the author of confusion. You know, 1 Corinthians 14.33 talks about you know, God being the God of order, right? Okay, let's quickly look at this. 1 Corinthians 14. I have 27 minutes left. Uh, First Corinthians. So for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. So whenever God is doing a thing, he intends that it accomplishes everything he has said it should accomplish. But men have the possibility of twatting what God intends. It's, don't be surprised when something that, you know, you probably say, well, God said he would do this, but why is it not, is it not, is it not happening? No, it is possible for what God has planned, finished, designed to be thwarted by men. You can bear witness with God. God has done things with you that you've had to come back to Shiloh. Did you understand? You've come back to Shiloh to ask for almost the same thing. But God is saying to you that to live through his dealings with you, you need to have structure. Now, it is either a structure or destructure. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, I'm just trusting God even at this time that you are hearing more than I am saying. Because 
You know, every time God's intervention or presence was lost in Israel, it was always their responsibility to protect and preserve that which is God's. And this would take us to this, uh, you know, let's just look at the word preservation, you know. Preservation itself, if you take it from the verb word, is preserve. But I found it very interesting when I started looking at the meaning itself. You know, preserve could mean to save, to keep safe from harm or destruction, to keep alive, intact or free from decay, to keep or save from decomposition. But I think as I kept digging, I now saw that preservation itself, I mean, it means keep, right? The Hebrew word is shama. Now, it has other original rendering, but one that stood out for me was shama. And immediately, it took me clear that, wait, that's God's name now, Jehovah Shama. And in the original rendering of uh, the Hebrew, shama itself is a Hebrew word, you know, for preserve. And so whenever you say keep, preserve, you're, you're saying shama or shama. Do you understand? And so some of us are familiar, like I said, some of us are familiar with this name, you know, Jehovah Shama, and which means to keep. You know, we also remember this very favorite uh, Psalm, I think Psalm 127, uh, sorry, 121, you know, where it says that, Behold, he that keepeth Israel does not sleep, not slumber. Let's go there. Yeah, next verse. The Lord is your keeper. You know, the Lord is the shade or your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you or smite you by day, nor the moon by night. Verse 7. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. I love, I love this psalm, you know, particularly the verse 4, you know, where it says, He that keeps Israel does not sleep. Not slumber. So you would see that whenever something fails, it's not a man that failed. I mean, it's not that God failed. It's that a man failed in his own duty. He, you know, it's like this is clearly saying that God, whenever anything fails, it's not the fault of God. Whenever anything goes missing, it's not the fault of God. And so preservation in itself is God's concept for us to be to be kept. You know, for us to, to go through, sorry, order and structure is God's idea for us to be preserved, for us to go through seasons and seasons, and yet we can hold on to the heritages of God. Now, if, if a man is raising a, a family, if he intends to ensure that his children, 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 children stick to God, he needs to create a structure. Did, did you see? This is actually my last point, but I think I'll say it now. Whatever will happen, will happen. <laughs> you have to rebuke everything that brings disorderliness into your life. See, God and anyhowness is like this. You wouldn't achieve greatness freestyling, anyhowness, or whatever goes. You can't, you can't do the things of God anyhow. You can't live your life anyhow. You can't take anyhow job. You know when they just quickly, they told you the JD, this is what will happen. I'm like, ah, oh, any job is any job, guy. You know in University of Lagos, they have any work. Meaning you can do anything. No, you can't do any work. Meaning if the person says, I vomited on my body, or come and clean it, that's any work. Oh, I have poop with come on, I have clothes to wash. No, 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 you can't do any work. You can't have any friend. You can't have, you can't live in any place. You know, you can't, you can't just, you know, like Papi will say, you know, if anybody comes to your home and breaks the order of the home, ah, I like that word, chase. Away, <laughs> chase the person away, amen. And so we we have to rebuke anything that brings disorderliness and any illness into our lives. You know, the, the the saying that anything goes is bad for you. In my life, in my life. 
In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Another side to this conversation is preservation in itself is not hiding. You know, when God does a thing with you, your concept of let me keep, even the word keep itself, could mean hide to you. It could be that let me hide this thing. Perhaps it will live through the times. And so preservation that God does is not hiding in itself or hiding a thing that God is doing with you. You know, concealing grace, talent, or maybe breakthrough is not the way it will be preserved. Amen. You remember the story of the talent guy? He was blamed for hiding it. Because uh, I think Isaiah 60, you know, it talks about, uh, let's go there, Isaiah 60, that the glory of the Lord has come upon you. I think from verse 1 to 3. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Now, when we read through this, you let me know if you see any tactics of hiding. Shine, for your light has come, and the glory is of the Lord is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and darkness, deep darkness, the people, but the Lord will arise over you, and his glory will be what? Seen upon you. Please go ahead. The Gentiles shall come to your light, that has been that is seen upon you, and the kings to the brightness of your rising. Amen. Amen. Yeah, just one to three. And so, whatsoever God does with you, He's meant to shine. Yes. You know, I grew up with this mindset that you know, when someone, when God is doing something with you, don't share it. You know, I, I mean, that's how I grew up. Like, ah, so much of you, mama. Ha, I'm right here. Uh, the people of the world. No, uh, village people is a recent concept. You know, the people of the world. Ah, don't, don't say you go a scholarship to go to Harvard. Though. Don't share it on your state also. Wow. You know, they can just close the border. <laughs> no, no, no I, I'm serious. And that's why, that's why everybody that traveled out of Nigeria, they didn't share any picture until they got there. They are not sure of what God is doing. Let me get there. Then they now say, they won't send you a picture when they are with Nigerian immigration. They won't send you a picture when it's probably maybe one week after they've settled down. They are sure, blah, blah, blah. Then they now say, new dispensation. <laughs> Amen. And so, you know, concealing grace Talent and breakthrough is not a guarantee that it will be preserved. It's not. You know, whatsoever God has given with you or done with you is meant to be traded with. It's meant to be seen. It's meant to be used. It's meant to be traded with. It's meant to be engaged. It's meant to be exercised. The gifts of God in your life ought to be exercised. The blessings of God in your life ought to be exercised. Now, if God blesses your finances and the first thing that comes to you around preservation is to hide. There's no preservation in hiding. There's no preservation in what? Hiding. And so God's glory will be seen upon you and men will come to your light. Amen. You know, Isaiah 43, 19 spoke about, you know, God doing a new thing and everybody will see it. It will be seen. And so when God does a thing with you, it's not for you to go hide. I say, oh, let me just hide myself. You know, try and imagine when there's war. It's not the soldier that hides himself that says he was preserved. No. It's the soldier that went to that war front and stuck to the order and structure of that military strategy. They said, okay, you know, I learned something recently about seals. He says, seals, they, before they go to, go and do any operation. 
they, if they don't understand the order and the structure of that operation, they don't go. Then is this bad? If they think there's another partner of them that don't understand the order and the structure, they don't go. Meaning, if me now, I'm ready, I understand the strategy of taking Saddam Hussein or Osama Bin Laden, and my partner is already exhibiting doubt, that ah, strategy is going to save, eh? If, if I just go into the back and they just shoot me, no, no, no. That hid himself from battle that is preserved. Is the one that went to the war front, exercised himself, looked out for the other person, was used, was seen, that came back that we can say he was preserved. And so, you know, you can be here like, oh, let me just stay in one corner. At least if I'm just there, they don't use me, they don't use me to do anything. At least I'll see what God is doing. You know, so that, you know, in 50 years, I'm a say, we have reached there. You just come out. Hey, we are the one. No, 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 no. You were not used. You were not seen. You were not exercised. And so you can't declare preservation. Because the rules of the game here is God requires that we are part of what he's doing here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. And so you, it has to be seen. It must, you must put it at the rooftop. It, it's not, okay, I know how to put it together. Anyhow, you can put it together. It's what the Lord is doing. Is what the Lord is doing. See, as long as you follow the order and the structure that God has placed in your life, you will be preserved. For a new convert, look out for the order and structure of that being born again. You will be preserved. You will say, oh, I got born again 10 years ago, 50 years ago. You will be preserved. Any illness will not get you. You will most likely not be born again. No, when the Lord changes your financial status, look for the order and structure. See, guys, the, the, the way to preserve inheritance. You know, the Bible says, you know, in Proverbs, a good man, you know, leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Now, how many of you have thought that the kind of wealth you have will reach children's children? No, 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 that to be, to be fair. Like, have you... Ma? <laughs> Mama said the world of today. <laughs> I understand what she's saying. But do you know that what God blesses you with, every blessing that God declared to Abraham was not just for Abraham. It's for his children's children. So if you truly call that financial breakthrough, God's breakthrough, then it needs to get, it needs to live through you to your children to your children's children. Now, what I'm saying to us now is to shift our mindset that the order and the structure that God places in your life has the potency of preservation. It can preserve what he has given to you to live through your own times. Now, this is why revivals have been lost. Order, structure, missing. See, a local assembly without order and structure will not have anything again. Oh, let anybody come and sing. See, we've seen where anything has happened in places and it never stood. Because the pastor would just be preaching one day and somebody would just say, no, no, pastor, you are wrong. Because there's no order. Amen. Amen. You know, whenever you receive deliverance in anything, ask God, God, what's the order? What's the order of this breakthrough? What's the structure of this breakthrough? Don't just enjoy the breakthrough. It won't live through it. See, you will most likely come back to that Shiloh to come and ask again. You will come back to ask again, God, we are here again. But see, every, everyone that has preserved wealth on earth had a structure. See, I'm sure, like, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm not saying born again, wealthy. I mean, even the earth responds to structure. The earth responds to, ah, this guy's life is structured. You can't just, it is well, everywhere is gated. And so orderliness or order and structure guarantees inheritance. 
You know, the inheritance of tomorrow is how well the blessings of today are preserved. And like I said, don't forget, preservation is not hiding. So if God prospers you with one million, Nigeria will even shock you. Because that one million after, uh, after 10 years is now 50K by inflation. You get, you get what I'm saying? It's not in hiding. Oh, immediately you get out one million, you're already thinking, okay, which venture will I put this money in? Oh, okay, what uh, projects would this be executed to increase? Because it has to be the concept of increase. So it's not, oh, we're seeing one million, okay, shut all the windows, pack, 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 and God's going to put it in, even if you put it in HIDA, Diamond Bank, they will shock you. The percentage will not be again. So hiding is now, you know, Papi has preached against uh, you not having a balanced concept around saving. You will save. And you will save to be able to exercise that provision around the structure that God has given to you. Now, what I'm simply saying is you don't go out of your structure. The day you don't go outside of your structure, preservation is sure. Oh, your, your, your Bible study teacher says, pray in the morning, pray in the afternoon, pray in the evening. Your restoration is sure. For everything that God is doing, there will be a structure to preserve. There will be a Jethro for a Moses. There will be a Rahab for the spice. There will be a Paul for Timothy. So you have to look out. You have to say, God, who is, where is the structure for this that you've done? And once, once you spot it, you, you, you become a student of it. You are looking forward to the next instruction. Oh, do this. Yes. Do this. Yes. Because it's not about you. It's about generations upon generations. There will be an ally to preserve a salmon. You know, the sole purpose of preservation through order and structure is for us to say we now have a godly heritage. See, for our children's children to say this is what our forefathers got, without order and structure, they wouldn't have anything. See, probably they're even praying now that God, give them sense, give them structure, because they need what we are experiencing now. If you, you know, I think Papi had even mentioned this uh, also. You know, if you look at even churches that have lasted through times, it's because they had order and structure. Churches that are still, I mean, like they've been around for maybe 200 years, 500 years. Oh, that was struggle. Well, anyhow, 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 next Pentecostalism. Eh? Uh, that's five years. You know, anybody just run to the altar, tap the pastor, run back. Eh, eh. After a while, there will not be local assembly again. So what we are enjoying today is, is going to keep being possible with the order and the structure we see. So if they say this is the order of this house, that is it. See, they are not, they are not putting it on their head. Actually, they are putting it on their head. Because without it, there will not be anything again. Oh, okay, this is the way we will take over the structure. Ah, so that's not the way they take over, uh, take over the word again. Let's, no, that is a structure to preserve what he has received. You will know better than the structure that God has given to you. You, you wouldn't, because you're only going to live your time. The structure is for times beyond times. It's beyond you. Amen. Amen. You know, everything God is doing with you, your family, your finances, look for the structure. Look for the structure of your home. Look for the order in your home. And they will say, thank God for this godly heritage. Don't worry. May I hear it from heaven, Shah? When they say it, 
Because we've also thanked God for the heritages that were left with us. You know, there was a day I, I remembered how the, the early Pentecostal churches stayed on the concept of the Holy Spirit. No, you, you, you can just pray now and get filled now. There, there, there's a Sunday called Pentecostal Sunday. And for hours, they will say people are tiring. No, no, no. They, 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 it, it will be, it's like they, they could tell you that, okay, you are born again now. Ah, maybe in three years' time, you might get filled with the Holy Spirit. But they stayed there. That was the structure they knew. But now it has gotten better. That means whatever structure God gives to us today, God will make it better. So you, you leave the, ah, this structure is not Kokwe. No, no, no. God's work as Shama is to ensure that once you have order and structure, you will be preserved. You will be preserved. Your sons and your, many a times I've thought about, I mean, if I just even leave this earth today, what will happen to my kids? What will happen, what will happen to my mm. Let me just stick to the order and structure. They will be preserved. With or without me, they will be preserved. Amen. Amen. And so there are God's people acting as oversight in our lives. That is structure. That is structure. Once you lose either of structure or order, a revival will be lost. No, there's a structure that you have to look to. Okay, how are we going to move from 10 users to 100 users? If you don't have a structure, it's not going to be possible. People are not that inspired. Ah, let's just use that product. No, no, no. That's not, that's not how. So what you have with you will get used and bless people by the structure that is in your life. How will you bless the people in Oshun if Pisa don't send you to Oshun? You know, you're saying, God, send me to the world. Send me. It's your structure that will send you to the nations. It's your structure that will make your blessing a blessing indeed. So, so it's not about hiding. It's not about hiding. Preservation is not about hiding. Okay, let me just stay in one corner. Come at your Go go along, come at your No, no, no. Graces are meant to be used, to be exercised, to be served. Then your structure accounts for your preservation. Your structure and your order accounts for your preservation. Let's begin to thank God.